while riding the animal. And whichever direction the animal turns into, okay, or faces. So the question is that can you pray voluntary prayers when you're traveling? Because earlier we learned that it was just the fault and then there was just the hajjud. But can you pray voluntary prayers when you're traveling? That's one question. Another is, can you pray voluntary prayers on your vehicle? Hmm? Whether that is an animal or a car or a plane or a train, whatever it is. Voluntary prayers. And thirdly, what if it's not facing the direction of the Qibla? You understand? What if it's not facing the direction of the Qibla? Like, you know, you're in the plane. Can you ask the pilot to please change the direction so that you can face the Qibla? You can't do that. Right? So you don't have control over it. So these are the questions that we will look at in this bab. Haddathana Ali ibn Abdullah qala haddathana Abdul A'la qala haddathana Ma'mar an Az-Zuhri an Abdullah ibn Amir an abihi qala ra'aytu an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yusalli ala rahilatihi haythu tawajjahat bihi. So Amir said that I saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yusalli praying ala rahilatihi upon his mount haythu tawajjahat bihi no matter which direction it was facing so what question does it answer all of them you can pray nafil prayers right you can pray on your vehicle and it doesn't matter what direction it is facing حدثنا أبو نعيم قال حدثنا شيبان عن يحيى عن محمد بن عبد الرحمن أن جابر بن عبد الله أخبره أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي التطوع وهو راكب في غير القبلة. This is even more clear. He said, Jabir bin Abdullah narrated that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي التطوع. He would perform the voluntary prayers when وهو راكب when he would be riding. في غير القبلة without facing the Qibla meaning he would not be facing the Qibla he would be on his mount and he would pray the voluntary prayers حدثنا عبد الأعلى بن حماد قال حدثنا وهيب قال حدثنا موسى بن عقبة عن نافع قال وكان ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما يصلي على راحلته ويوتر عليها ويخبر أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يفعله Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, what was his way? That he would yusalli ala rahilatihi, he would perform prayer on his mount, وَيُوتِرُ alayha, and he would also perform the witr on it. Yutiru, he would perform the witr prayer, alayha, on it, meaning on his mount. وَيُخْبِرُ, and Ibn Umar informed, أَنَّ النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ كَانَ يَفْعَلُهُ That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would do that. What would he do? perform voluntary prayers and even the witr prayers. On what? On his mount, while traveling. Remember that when it comes to the fard prayer, 
the fard prayer, the obligatory prayer. You don't perform that prayer on your mount. Okay? You don't perform your zuhur prayer in the car or in the train or in the bus. You don't do that technically. Okay? How are you supposed to do that? You're supposed to stop your vehicle and perform the salah properly. How? That you perform all the actions of prayer. Alright? You face the qibla. You fulfill all the conditions of salah. But when it comes to voluntary prayer, then you can perform that prayer where? Where? How? On the mount. You don't have to face the qibla. Okay? You don't have to. Of course, you have to have wudu and your hijab and whatever. But you don't have to face the qibla. Okay? And, you know, in the Qur'an, there are verses that tell us about facing the qibla. So for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَحَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُمْ فَوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ Right at the beginning of the second juz. That, وَحَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُمْ Wherever you are, فَوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ Turn your faces in its direction, meaning in the direction of the qibla. When you have to pray, no matter where you are, you must face the qibla. This is for what? Fard prayer. Okay? But in the same verses, it is said, فَأَيْنَمَا تُوَلُّوا فَثَمَّ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ No matter which direction you face, there is the face of Allah. Meaning you will be facing Allah. No matter which direction you face. What does that mean? This is for voluntary prayers. Okay? This is for voluntary prayers. That you can perform the voluntary prayer in any direction. Okay? And this is what we see in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also. Okay? Now, isn't this so beautiful? Traveling, you're on the road, you're riding on your mount, you're on your vehicle, and how are you using your time? How are you using your time? Playing which game? For like three hours. Or watching saved movies or videos or something like that for like three hours so that your eyes are burning. You know, literally on the plane what happens? It's like a 14 hour flight and the entire time there are people who are just watching, they're in a movie marathon, isn't it? One after the other. Or they have their computers with them or their devices with them and on that, one after the other. Because it's kind of difficult to spend 14 hours just sitting. Right? So how is it that we try to pass our time? How? We pass our time by killing it. How do we try to kill our time? Watching movies or playing games. I'm not saying that is forbidden. Don't get me wrong. Okay? You know, we have both of these options. We can either go on a movie marathon or we can spend that time in nafal prayers. And so often, if you think about it, the plain journeys especially, when are they? In the middle of the night. Isn't it? In the middle of the night. So that is the time of tahajjud. And you are literally in the sky. Literally in the sky. Higher than you can be normally. Closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the last part of the night, what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven, lowest sky. And He asks, is there anybody who wants something from me so that I may give him? Is there anybody who would call upon me so that I would answer him? Is there any person who is sick so that I may cure him? Is there any person who wants provisions so that I may give him? 
And then on top of that we're traveling. Right? And a prayer of the traveler has more significance. It is more important near Allah. This is an excellent time to reconnect with your Lord, to turn to Him. Because especially on the plane, what happens? You can't even talk to the people sitting next to you. Because maybe it's so loud, you're at the back of the plane, you can't talk to your husband, or your sister, or whoever. Right? Or maybe you're on your own, so there's people around you, you don't know anybody. Isn't it? So, instead of just waiting, and looking at the clock, or looking at the time, how many hours left? How many hours left? Make use of that time. This is what the Prophet ﷺ would do. He would pray nafil prayers on his journey. It's the best use of time. Another thing we see in this hadith is that the witr prayer can be performed on the mount, meaning you don't have to face the qibla for that. So this is why the scholars say that the witr prayer, yes, it is extremely important, alright, but it is not at the level of the five daily prayers. You understand? The five daily prayers, they're obligatory. You cannot leave them. You cannot. Even if you're sick, you're supposed to perform them. Right? But if the witr prayer, for example, for some reason, you forget to perform it. Right? Like for example, you were at a masjid, you performed your fard, and you performed your sunnah. Right? And you thought, okay, when I go home, I'll pray witr. What happened? After the wedding, you got home like at 12 o'clock, and you're so tired, you just barely brushed your teeth, changed, and got into bed. Forgot. And the next day you remember, I didn't pray my witr. Right? So then what do you do? Do you have to make it up like you have to make up your fajr if you miss it? No. A question that what if you are on a plane or let's say in the train and you have to pray your fard or even on a bus. I mean you can't tell them to stop for you so that you can get down and perform your prayer. What do you do in that situation? Of course, that is a situation in which you don't have control, right? You don't have control over the plane, over the train, over the direction, you don't have it, okay? What you do have control over is that you can pray in your seat at the right time. Because sometimes what people do is, they don't pay attention to the time, they say, oh, we're traveling, so I don't know when I'm supposed to pray Fajr, I don't know when I'm supposed to pray Zohar, so I'll just make up all the prayers when I get to my destination. No, you cannot do that. You have to pray within the right time. Okay? And of course, you will do that in your seat. So what you could do, if it's possible for you, is that you could stand up for your Qiyam. Sometimes you're able to do that. Maybe you're just traveling with a whole bunch of family. So you could stand up for your Qiyam, okay? And then you say Allahu Akbar and you do your Qiyam. Let's say all the lights are out so nobody's gonna see or anything. And you do that and then you sit for your Ruku' and your Sujood. Alright? You can do that. And if that is also not possible, then you stay in your seat and you pray. Yes. Excellent. Can you please share that app, the name of that app? Generally what you can also do is just look at the map because it shows the difference between the night and the day. All right? Where you're going to be hitting the night and where you're going to be hitting the day. So based on that you can pray your Fajr and Zuhur Asr. You can do that by looking at the sky but sometimes really you're in the middle of the plane. You cannot ask the people on the other side to 
open their window so that you can take a look outside. But you can always ask the staff. I've done that personally many times. Ask them, and this is not on Muslim or Muslim country airlines. You just ask them about when the sun will rise. Or when is it that the morning will begin? And usually they do have an idea and they're helpful generally. And if one person doesn't help you, ask another person. There's so many flight attendants generally. Right? Yes. Yes, that was possible. There are certain planes in which they will allow you actually to pray in the kitchen. Alright? Or play close to the door. But I don't personally recommend that because it could be a safety hazard. Right? And if you're standing and if there's turbulence or something, that could also put you in harm's way. So what you do is, in the case where you miss your witr, okay? and let's say you have a habit of waking up for your witr prayers before fajr. Okay? Let's say. So for example, you have a habit of praying for rakah, and then you perform your witr. This is tahajjud. And you weren't able to get up for tahajjud. You missed your tahajjud, you missed your witr. So now when you get up for Fajr, what are you going to do? If you have time, sufficient time to perform your Witr, and then your Fajr, good, you can do that. Perform your Witr first, and then you perform your Fajr. But if there isn't enough time for you to perform your Witr, and then your Fajr, because if you do that, you're going to miss your Fajr, then in that case, you will make use of the Duha time, or Ishraq time. Okay, from Ishraq until Duha. Okay, And what you will do is You will not perform with it Then you will make it even So for example You had the intention of performing Four rakah with one with it. Or you have the intention of Just performing two rakah and one with it. Or you had the intention of performing Only one with it. That's it So when you wake up You pray your fajr at ishraq time Or duha time You will make one into even how By performing two You will make three into even how By performing four in sets of two Okay, And if you have the intention of praying five, four, and then one with it, then you will make that into six. Okay? Yes, last question. Go ahead. In the case of forgetfulness, you will pray as soon as you remember. You will pray as soon as you remember. Let's continue. Bab al-ima'i ala dab. Al-ima'i. Ima'i is... To gesture. Remember for sajda tilawa also we learned that you can do it with a gesture. And what is that gesture? You just lower your head. So this action, lowering your head to indicate that you're prostrating, that is what? Ima. Okay? That is ima. So ima ala dabba. Now of course if you are riding an animal or you're sitting in the car, you can't do sajda the way you should. You cannot do rukur the way you should. So you will just gesture. حَدَّثَنَا مُوسَى قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا عَبْدُ الْعَزِيزُ بْنُ مُسْلِمٍ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ دِنَارٍ قَالَ كَانَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا يُصَلِّي فِي السَّفَرِ عَلَى رَاحِلَتِهِ أَيْنَمَا تَوَجَّهَتْ يُومِئُ وَذَكَرَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَانَ يَفْعَلُهُ Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu, what was his habit? That he would perform the prayer for safar in his journey, ala rahilatihi, upon his mount. tawajjahat, in whatever direction it turned, yumi'u, he would just simply gesture. Wadakara Abdullah, Abdullah mentioned that anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasallam kana yafaluhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to do this. 
باب ينزل للمكتوبتي A person will dismount for مكتوبة What is مكتوبة? The obligatory prayer So the obligatory prayer you do not perform on the mount You have to stop and uh, perform your prayer properly حدثنا يحيى بن بكير قال حدثنا الليث عن عقيل عن ابن شهاب عن عبد الله بن عامر بن ربيعة أن عامر بن ربيعة أخبره قال رأيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو على الراحلة يسبح يومئ برأسه قبل أي وجه توجه ولم يكن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يصنع ذلك في الصلاة المكتوبة very clear hadith. Amr bin Rabi'ah informed that I saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how that wahua ala rahila that he was on his rahila. What is rahila? Mount. Animal. What was he doing? Yusabbihu. What is yusabbihu here? Exactly. Voluntary prayer. Yumi'u bi ra'sihi. Translate this. Yumi'u bi ra'sihi. He was gesturing how? With his Head, how? How? Lower for rukur and lower even more for sajda. Alright? So that's how he was praying. Qibala ayyi wajhin tawajjaha. Translate that. Qibala in the direction of what? Ayyi wajhin. Any wajh, any direction tawajjaha that he was facing, that the animal turned in. Walam yakun rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama yasna'u dhalik. The Prophet ﷺ did not do that for fissalatil maktuba, for the obligatory prayer. He would only do this for which prayer? Voluntary prayer. وَقَالَ اللَّيْثُ حَدَّثَنِي يُونُسْ Al-Layth said that Yunus reported to me عن ابن شهاب from ابن شهاب قال قال سالم He said that Salim said that كان عبد الله يصلي على دابته that عبد الله رضي الله عنه he would perform the prayer على دابته upon his دابه what is دابه? animal riding animal من الليل in the night وهو مسافر while he would be traveling مَا يُبَالِي حَيْثُ مَا كَانَ وَجْهُهُ He did not care about what direction he was facing. He didn't worry about that. It didn't concern him. قَالَ ابْنُ عُمَرَ وَكَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يُسَبِّحُ عَلَى الرَّاحِلَةِ قِبَلَ أَيِّ وَجْهٍ تَوَجَّهَ and he said that the Prophet ﷺ would perform the voluntary prayers on his mount in whatever direction that it was facing. وَيُوتِرُ عَلَيْهَا And he would also perform the witr on it. غَيْرَ أَنَّهُ لَا يُصَلِّ عَلَيْهَا الْمَكْتُوبَةِ But he did not pray the obligatory prayer on the mount. حدثنا معاذ بن فضالة قال حدثنا هشام عن يحيى عن محمد بن عبد الرحمن بن ثوبان قال حدثني جابر بن عبد الله أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي على راحلته نحو المشرق He said the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would pray on his mount in the direction of مشرق What is مشرق? East فإذا أراد أن يصلي المكتوبة And when he wanted to perform the Obligatory prayer, nazala. He would stop, dismount, fastaqbal al-qibla, and he would face the qibla. Okay? Clear? Alright. Bab salat al-tatawwuri ala al-himar. Voluntary prayer on the himar. What is himar? 
donkey. Why is this a question? I mean, wasn't this addressed before? Can you pray voluntary prayer on your animal, on your vehicle? Yes, you can. Why donkey specifically? Because the donkey is not of those animals that you can eat. Is it? Can you eat a donkey? No, you cannot. It's not halal. Okay? And animals, they don't really have washer manners, right? So they're not clean in their bodies. You understand? So when it comes to camels, remember the dung of the animals that we can eat, like goats, sheep, cows, camels, their dung is considered clean. It's not najas. It's not impure. Of course it's not clean in the sense that you wouldn't want it on your body or your clothes. All right? But if, if for some reason it gets onto your clothes, do you have to wash your clothes? Do you? No, to pray. Do you have to wash it to pray? You're looking at me as if I'm talking about... You need to go to farms more. Okay? Please do that. Inshallah, summer is coming and make sure you go to farms. You know, it's okay to touch animals and, you know, be close to them. Anyway, when it comes to these animals, animals that we can eat, their urine, their dung is considered clean. And even in this, there's so much blessing. You cannot know until you live at a farm. You live with these animals. Because what happens is that you are, let's say, standing by your camel. For instance, or you're standing by your cow. Now the cow doesn't, it's not trained. So it's not going to go and use the bathroom somewhere else. It's going to use the bathroom wherever it is. And of course, if you're standing next to it, what's going to happen? It's going to splash on you. You understand? It's going to splash on you. So there is so much ease in this. And in fact, dung of these animals is also used as what? Fuel. Just fuel? Just fertilizer? What else? Anybody? Do you know what their dung is used for? The dung of these animals? Yes? I can tell you what I've seen in Pakistan. I don't know what happens in Somalia. Maybe you can tell me. Same thing happens. Like what? Exactly. She said it. You can put it on your stuff. What What do you mean by that? Have you ever seen a wall or something made with this stuff? Yes. So mud is mixed with cow dung, for example. Yes, and it's construction material. It is. Houses, walls, they're made with that. And you might be wondering, oh my, this is so unhygienic. No, it's not unhygienic. It's really not. Because it doesn't smell. Once it's dried, it's mixed with mud, it dries up, it doesn't smell. Anyway, we were talking about the donkey. So the donkey stuff is not clean. Okay? It's not. Its saliva is clean. But because it's an animal that you don't eat. So in this situation, if the donkey is not itself a clean animal, if, although others argue that it is clean, okay, many scholars say that it is clean, some say that it is not, even if it's not clean, it's not at the level of, like for example, a dog. Alright? For example. Or, exactly, or a pig or something like that. So the point is that if you are sitting on a donkey, can you pray then? Because your clothes are touching it, your feet are touching it. 
Alright? And if you're riding a donkey, then the donkey will sweat if it's hot. And that might come on your clothes. So in that situation, can you pray? What's the answer? Yes. It is yes. Okay? Because yes, it's not at the level of cow or a goat, but it's not completely impure either. Eating it is not permissible. Yes, it's defecation may not be clean. However, its sweat is clean, its saliva is clean, and there's no harm in performing prayer on it. What's the proof? Let's look at the hadith quickly. حدثنا أحمد بن سعيد قال حدثنا حبان قال حدثنا همام قال حدثنا أنس بن سيرين قال استقبلنا أنس حين قدم من الشأم He said, we went to receive or welcome Anas radiallahu anhu when he came back from Sha'm. Sha'm, Sham, Syria. فَلَقِينَهُ بِعَيْنِ التَّمْرِ So he's coming from Asham and he's coming to us. Alright, and we went out to receive him, but we met him at Aynu Tamr. This is a place close to Iraq. فَرَأَيْتُهُ يُصَلِّي عَلَى حِمَارٍ I saw him performing prayer when he was sitting on a donkey. وَوَجْهُهُ مِنْ ذَا الْجَانِبِ And his face was in that direction. يَعْنِي عَنْ يَسَارِ الْقِبْلَةِ Meaning, to the left of the Qibla. He was not facing the Qibla. فَقُلْتُ رَأَيْتُكَ تُصَلِّي لِغَيْرِ الْقِبْلَةِ So when he met him, he said, I saw you praying, and you were not facing the Qibla. How come? فَقَالَ أَنَسْ رَضِ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ سَدْ لَوْ لَا أَنِّي رَأَيْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَعَلَهُ لَمْ أَفْعَلْهُ Had I not seen the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم doing this, I would not have done it. So I'm doing this because I saw him doing it. رَوَاهُ بْنُ طَهْمَانَ عَنْ حَجَّاجِ عَنْ أَنَسِ بْنِ سِيرِينَ عَنْ أَنَسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى Alright? And of course, this further proves that you can pray voluntary prayers on your vehicle. Actually, this is when you're traveling. Alright? Voluntary prayers when you're traveling. But you can also perform voluntary prayers in your vehicle in your city. Alright? When you're on your vehicle. Especially when it's a long drive. You can do that. Alright? Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. Any questions you have, please give them in writing. Next class on this topic will be the last class on this particular topic. Alright? So I want to address all of your questions in that class. Any questions, please give them to me now so that I can incorporate them into the class. Okay? Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.